Hey, Paisanos, and welcome to our April episode of Video Games, the Movie, the Podcast. Uh, I'm Dan. The Angry Birds canonically have penises. I mean, they have to. I mean, they wouldn't necessarily have to. Because, you know, they could have cloacas, or they oh, could, that's it, could right. be a, it could just be a Ken doll situation where we don't worry about it. This movie makes it very clear, Angry Birds got penises. They, they... I'm Maxi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we talked about the Angry Birds. We watched the Angry Birds movie. Uh... uh I, I guess we can start by talking about uh, what games we've been playing. What have you been up to? Uh, let's see. I was playing Nino Cooney 2, Revenant Kingdom. Weird fucking game. Uh-huh. Uh, it is an isekai story starring the President of the United States after New York City gets uh, annihilated by a nuclear weapon. And then he helps this kid... This deposed boy king found a new kingdom. Uh, and then it's like a normal JRPG for, like, five chapters. And then the pacing goes completely off the fucking rails. Great. Good experience, but, like, just weird. Weird to play. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else? I've been playing uh, Limbus Company, uh, the new gotcha from the Project Moon Titan. Moon- Crew. I think I may have mentioned that last time around. Oh, yeah. uh, I've been playing Potion Craft Alchemist Simulator, which is a fun little game. You're, uh, mm-hmm. It's like a light business sim, and you're figuring out how to add different ingredients in such and such an order to make the potion you want. Uh, and I've also been playing Wild Frost, which is this deck builder that I saw Northern Lion play, and I was like, yeah, that looks alright, and I'm playing it, and it's pretty alright. Alright. Mm-hmm. Damn hard! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really kicking my ass. Uh, I've only been playing one game, but I've been playing a hell of a lot of it. Uh, I am, of course, talking about Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I have walked the end. Uh, over the Since last time I played and completed uh, the Endwalker expansion, uh, the main story quest for it. Uh, incredible stuff. Really good game. Uh, really, uh, I think it, it explores, like, the, the, the whole sort of idea of, like, uh, of persevering in an imperfect world, uh, now that's just something we have to do, and, uh, it, it's some real JRPG stuff, I really love it, uh, and also the naming ways are there, or the Lopperits. Uh, the little rabbits from Final Fantasy IV. Uh, uh, let's see. Right now, as I as we record, with uh, the new Moogle Tombstone event uh, is happening, which is the big thing where, like, for a couple weeks before uh, the next uh, major patch, uh, they just basically encourage people to. Uh, grind the hell out of uh, certain scenarios that'll be useful to know about for uh, the next chunk of the story. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, I get to uh, grind and play dungeons and uh, 
in exchange, I get these uh, tombstones, which can be traded for really rare and hard to get items, as well as exclusive items. It's it's uh, great to do. I earned seventeen today, uh, and uh, I'm I'm on that grind. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it for me. So uh, I guess we could get into this. Uh, so, uh, I don't really know anything about the background of this film other than that it is a Sony CG film, so it more likely than not has, uh, uh, some, uh, staff shared over with the Emoji Movie. It does feel very Emoji Movie. Uh. Yeah, no, I can see that. Mm Mm-hmm. They should have done a crossover. I mean, uh-huh. the, angry, the Angry Birds do live in your phone. Yeah. What I can't believe is that there is there is also a second film. They, this one was successful enough that they did make another one. Oh, my God. Did you not look at, like, the Rovio Animation Wikipedia page? They've made so many. Okay, first of all. Uh-huh. Insane that a company that has essentially one IP had its own bespoke animation subsidiary. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm looking... Also, insane. Maybe it's just because I took an edible before I watched this, because I was like, I'm not watching the Angry Birds movie sober. Um, You've made a wise decision. I did. I really did. But the, like, Rovio animation, like, title card is so lovingly rendered. Mm-hmm. I was like, is it? Is this the movie? Like, uh, there's there's a red bit. Is that going to be red? And then it's like, no, that's just that's just like a production company. There's, it's very official looking. I, I, oh, there is one other thing I know about uh, the Angry Birds cinematic universe, which is that like a like a week ago, someone uh, uh, there was a post going around of uh, I think from like their TikTok or Instagram or something of uh, Red doing a Smasher pass. And as it turns out, he's bisexual. Uh, He's bisexual, and he does not want to fuck anyone who is under the age of consent, so I don't like that that's the bar I'm setting for a Smash or Pass video from Angry Birds, but it, as conceptually rancid as it was, it was not morally rancid, so thank you, Rovio. Thank you, Rovio. Uh... If only, if only all the people who think of uh, doing those videos could think a little better on that. Uh, <laughs> just there are. Uh, anyways, uh, there are so many fucking Angry Birds cartoons yeah, on like YouTube and Netflix. I'm seeing eleven Angry Birds tunes, three seasons, one hundred four episodes. Piggy Tales, four seasons, one hundred twenty one episodes. Angry Birds Stella. Two seasons, twenty six episodes. It just goes on. We're get, we've already gotten two Angry Birds movies. There's gonna be a third one, apparently, uh-huh. but the release date and all the actual information is to be announced. Mm-hmm. Both of these movies have been. The first one was a box office smash. The second one did pretty good, um, and also got a a much higher Rotten Tomatoes score. Which uh, you know, maybe maybe the third one will be a masterpiece. Maybe. Maybe there's something to look forward to. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. We have stumbled upon an interesting uh, world by uh, 
choosing this movie. Uh, uh, look at... Looking more into this, I feel almost like comparing this to, like, the Super Mario Brothers and Sonic cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, not the movie, but, like, the the ongoing cartoons of, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, you have this concept that's fairly thin on the ground, but it has, like, enough distinct characters in it that it's like, yeah, okay, we can fill something in there. Yeah, yeah, we... And... I don't think they did anything too groundbreaking with it, but at the same time, I feel like they had enough freedom in how they executed on the concept that they could just, you know, build a decent children's movie around it. Yeah. And not have to worry about, like, staying true to the plot or whatever. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I I do see that it does have uh, quite a stable of celebrities in here. Uh, Jason Sudeikis... Joss Gad, Danny McBride, uh, Bill Hader, Pete, Peter Dinklage, of course. Uh, uh, but oh, and Keegan Michael Kay, famously the voice of Toad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 really uh, gotten himself a little portfolio. Uh huh. But uh, anyways, uh, so let us begin uh uh we open to a dramatic remix of the angry bird scene uh as we see our hero red uh running with what appears to be a container shaped like an egg mm-hmm. uh he gets into some cartoon bullshit like uh you know uh swimming uh running jumping Cannot fly. He's, he's on a vine. He's on a vine. He's like tied to the vine and like trying to right himself. Yeah, and and yes, it is established in this universe. Birds cannot fly. Mm-hmm. They get a few jokes out of it. They aren't particularly good ones. No, it's it's just kind of like oh, that's funny because birds can fly in real. Uh huh. I'll also say, and I was kind of worried because I was worried the sequence was going to set the tone. The slapstick in this intro bit feels weird to me mm-hmm. like something about the timing or like the follow-through on the animations it just it doesn't feel quite right in a way that i can't easily put into words uh, I, I don't know if i could really put a pin on it but i do think about how like very lovingly animated this is uh like there is a there is a distinct amount of effort put into it and I think there might be some sort of, like, contrast with, uh, between, you know, the sort of semi-realistic, uh, uh, but yet still tunified, uh, CG art style you see in a lot of films these days, a lot of animated films these days, uh, and the general slapstick, uh, it's, but I, I, I don't see know. that. I don't know. Um... I, I do think the physical comedy later on works, so mm-hmm. maybe it was just like they were still figuring out how to yeah. animate this. I don't know what the production mm-hmm. order was like. I'm talking completely out of my ass here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Red gets to his destination. Uh, it turns out he is a birthday clown. The egg has the birthday cake in it. The kid opens the door. He's scared and or maybe, like, pissed off, and he screams. Uh, and it turns out Red is an hour late, and the kid's father is being a huge dick about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then and then his ass is in the camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the what this ultimately leads to is uh, 
this cake, which is ruined because a squirrel got in and along the way, uh, is not going to be consumed. To make up for Red's transgression, the cake will be on him. And then Red gets very mad and there's like a little heartbeat sound to indicate his increasing rage. And then he says, no, the cake is on you. As he smashes this cake into this man's face. Uh, Freeze frame, screen red, angry birds. It's the movie we're watching. Yeah. Uh, There's also a joke about the cake being gluten free because the kid is gluten-free because it's the 2010s and nothing in the world is funnier than the idea that children have allergies that you're not familiar with uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah um i'm not sure what kind of delivery route was involved here mm-hmm. I... how why was red in the forest to begin with because I... we see we see that his house is like outside of town but it's not like on the opposite yeah. side of the island yeah, I... It's just, a, it's just a little contrived. Like, having... I feel like you could do basically the same sequence, but he's, like, having trouble getting through town, and he takes a shortcut or something. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. this this guy could have definitely worked better there. Uh, so, uh, uh, during this, like, opening montage, uh, we, see a, we see a montage of rage. He's mocked and belittled by as a child for his massive eyebrows uh he it's it's so weird Mm -hmm. because this montage is like totally out of order we're seeing like modern red being grumpy and then we cut to his tragic backstory which i guess he has then we're back in the present and then it ends on a shot of him like hatching from his egg already angry yeah it's it it very feet like if it really like I feel like that you could have very easily just, you know, put it in, like, a nice little sequential order. But maybe they're being experimental. Or maybe uh, the editor fucked up on this one. It's unclear. It, it could be that the editor just <laughs> fucked up. Uh-huh. Um, or that they were like, well, him hatching is like, you know, we that's the end of the intro sequence, right? Because it's, it's the punctuation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, two things I wanted to note. One, in the montage... There is one genuinely really good gag. Uh, this kid is kicking a soccer ball at the wall of his house. Uh, and for a moment, it looks like Red is going to kick the soccer ball into the ocean. And instead, he kicks the kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. It caught me off, it caught me off guard. It's a well-structured joke. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, second, as mentioned earlier, the Angry Birds have penises. And we know this because while he's getting in his whole argument with the, the birthday boy's father... He slips on a piece of cake and he smashes face first into uh, their second kid's egg. Uh-huh. And he said, "And first of all, no way this kid isn't dead. I refuse to accept that this kid lives. Uh, second of all, he says, congratulations, it's a boy. Oh yeah, I guess that is what it and would mean, huh? I, I don't know how else I'm supposed to read that. Mm-hmm. You know? He, he saw this bird's dick. I guess he did. This, em- this embryonic bird who's definitely dead. He's not dead because uh, the next scene after the montage is the couple taking Red to court. This is also a decent bit, which is that uh, the kid is fine, but it Red's was the first face it saw, so it imprinted on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, throughout the movie, this like we see this little baby bird, and it does use 
the same clip of like a little kid shouting daddy i think my personal theory is they uh they might have like gotten the kid of someone on staff to just like shout into a mic uh in not a recording studio uh, yeah could be yeah uh uh anyways uh uh he's in court uh he's in trouble uh he is the stenographer is making game art as the sketches uh uh-huh and he's a woodpecker so he's making it with his beak mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh uh and uh the uh this judge uh played by Oh, who was it? I I remember recognized. I think it was Keegle Mike, Michael K. Uh, uh, that sounds right. I believe he was the judge. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me open up IMDb. Yep, Judge Peckinpah, Keegan Michael Key. Yep. Uh, uh, and he uh, he he sentences uh, Red to the worst thing he can possibly assign, which is anger management classes. Uh. Oh, also, we establish, and this is throughout the film, the judge appears very tall, but that is because he is actually standing on top of another uh, lamer bird uh, uh, and, like, using his feathers as a big cloak. Yep. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, we get uh, uh, Red walking to, I guess either home or the class or whatever. Uh, just I'm, sort of... I'm pretty sure he's going to the clinic at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he has to deal with shit. Uh, the, the weirdest bit here is there's, like, a crosswalk with a crossing guard, but they explicitly do not have cars. Yes. So why doesn't he just walk around? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Why doesn't he just go onto the sidewalk? He's. It's very confusing. Like I don't. I'm not even sure they have sidewalks. Um. Uh. But. Uh, then how, how do you have a crosswalk without a sidewalk? The mind boggles. The mind boggles. There's nowhere for it to go. It just keeps going. <laughs> they. I, I felt. I. I can't. I don't have the words to place to put this correctly, but. Uh, you see, the birds, uh, they look to man, and they learned from man. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, okay. Someone who's better at words than me can find a way to... to... No, no, I like it. It's, it's like Animal Farm. They look from bird to man, and from pig to man, and from pig to bird, and so on and so forth, and it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's all the... That's what George Orwell said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that... Uh, uh, so... Oh, also, there's a free hugs guy, uh... The free hugs guy is such a weird bit. He shows up, like, seven times in this movie. Uh-huh. He... And it's not like a specific, oh, Red doesn't have, like, this guy. Nobody's given this man his hugs. He's, I mean, frankly, that's... Yeah, he's a free hugs guy. You shouldn't trust him. Uh... Oh, absolutely not. I, th- I'm... Thank God we're past that as a society. Uh-huh. But, like, it's just... Again, there's just some odd choices in this movie, especially mm-hmm. in, like, the first third before it really gets going. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, this was released May 1st, 2016. Yeah, that's definitely, uh... uh oh, yeah, in... Huh. Okay, I am just diverging for a second. 
I have realized that, uh, according to these release dates, it came out in Berlin first, then Finland, then the United States. Uh, on the 1st, 13th, really and 20th, st- respectively. Yeah. That's really strange, because I'm pretty sure Rovio is a Finnish company. Why would it have come out in Germany before Finland? I don't know. I, I also... I'm realizing it specifies Berlin and not Germany. Uh, I'm going to try to not... I'm... Maybe there was a special sneak peek. A yeah. global premiere. And, like, all the, all the jet set, all the, all the celebrities... I'll took their private private planes all the way to Berlin to drink champagne and eat caviar and watch the Angry Birds movie. Yeah, yeah, that, that ha- I guess that that is what must have happened. Uh, very, very fascinating, very fascinating. Um, so, uh, anyways, uh, I've. Uh, so, so, he, so he gets to the outside of this clinic. He's not in there yet, and there's this like sign puppet thing. Yeah, it just it's just sways back and forth and makes an annoying sound, kind of like laughter. It's not quite laughter, and there's so much attention paid to this like small thing. He's just standing there, transfixed by it, angry but incapable of moving past it. Uh-huh. Again, this might be the edible talking. It felt Lynchian. <laughs> and, and specifically, like, not in, like, the surreal semi-horror way. I mean in the, like, Twin Peaks The Return way, where it will just be a wide shot of some guy in, like, a hallway or whatever for a minute and a half. Uh-huh. And... It does it's, it does linger on it for a couple seconds. I was kind of delighted. Uh-huh. I wasn't expecting it. It's uh yeah, it it's it's a weird yeah, and he he stares at this thing and the rage builds within him and he gets into a fight with an inanimate object. Uh Yeah, he 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 is eventually overcome and he tackles it and it is somehow beating him up. Yeah. Which is impressive. He's, like, shaking it so hard that the little arms on it just, like, slap him in the face as he's doing it. Uh, uh, and he completely trashes the sign. He does a people's elbow on it. And then he, uh, he goes in. He walks past statues of what? Uh, first two birds in love, then four birds in love, and then a bird orgy. Uh, and then he meets uh, uh, the free rage chicken. I believe her name is Stella, or Matilda. 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 Yeah. Yes, uh, Matilda. Uh, you know, she's the sort of a you know the the stereotypical you know nice therapist lady, uh, uh, overly nice therapist lady. Uh, she takes them into the anger management room. There's three other birds here. Uh, Chuck. Played by Josh Gad, uh, he's his thing is he's fast, he is aggressive, uh, he uh, has super speed, and he is basically just Sonic the Hedgehog as depicted in the 2020 film Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, With one key difference, which is that Chuck hates cops. He hates cops. He 
He literally shits on one. He literally shits on one. Uh, uh, I, I also gotta say, I think Josh Gad does a pretty good job yeah. with, uh, with the material he's given. Like, I feel like it's... He both delivers the lines quickly enough that it feels right, but he doesn't get annoying with it. Like, yeah. it just... He's got a good balance. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I am just now realizing that there are, there are at least two voice actors in this and the Mario movie, which we will inevitably be talking about. Uh, but, anyways, uh, uh, so, uh, the other one is Bomb. He's a big guy. Uh, uh, he, uh, is played by Danny McBride. Uh, he has the power of, he has the power to create an explosion around him when he is surprised. Uh, uh, this includes, uh, from day-to-day things like a surprise party to, I don't know, anything else. Um, and I I would say agitated in general, because later it happens when he's, like, straining too hard during yoga. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, stress and surprise seem to be whatever sets it off. Uh, and then there's Terrence, played by Sean Penn, uh, who just, you know, growl. He's just a really, really, really big guy, and he growls and grunts, and he's va- va- and, he, and he's a terrorist. He is a super criminal. He he is definitely killed. He has absolutely killed people. Like, she's about to start reading his file, and then we get just this sounds of, like, screaming and sirens... Uh, as it slowly zooms on him growling, and she skips over it. Uh, uh, he has killed, and he will kill again. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, they, you know, uh, uh, they have to do their little class. Uh, there's like a little, uh, there's a bit where they're stretching. Uh, they, uh, uh, they, they eventually. Uh, it ends eventually. I there were probably some gags in there that I didn't write down in in my no, notes. No, no, there weren't. I I it's pretty much just the introductions and then a little bit of yoga and then they're heading home and Chuck is like, "I want to be friends." And Red is like, "I would rather make excuses to not be friends." Mm-hmm. Um and then he heads home and he's like, "Damn. I'm push I'm lonely because I keep pushing people away, but I'm still going to keep pushing people away." Yeah. Uh, and th- and then we get more backstory, a lot more backstory for Red than I was expecting mm-hmm. or particularly thought was necessary. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So in Angry Birds, Mighty Eagle is like a power up slash alternate game mode. Recall in Mighty Eagle, and like he fucks pretty much everything up, and the question is not whether you can beat the stage but how much of it you can destroy in one shot is my understanding Mm -hmm. from the giant bomb angry birds trilogy video i watched earlier today great because i was trying to find the video where jeff gersman is playing angry birds star wars which is harder to find than angry birds trilogy for whatever reason i think it might be in a connect compilation Mm -hmm. jeff gersman's playing angry birds star wars and he keeps saying launch in a really funny way that i enjoy Mm -hmm. uh and i couldn't find that one so i watched this other one instead so that told me what mighty eagle is and i'm like oh okay so that's what the deal is with mighty eagle mighty eagles is power up guy in the context of the movie he is a national god or maybe their messiah, or maybe Santa Claus. He's, yeah, he's the ultimate. He's the ultimate dude. 
there are a bunch of statues to him, but with the exception of Red, it seems like nobody actually believes he exists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, like, they think he's not real. Uh, uh, He's he's very famous. Uh, It's it's very strange. Um, We'll we'll learn more about Mighty Eagle later, but Red Red loves Mighty Eagle. He's his hero. Uh, uh, Whether or not he's real, we don't know. We just don't know. Uh, 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 sorry, I'm gonna have to cut out that stammering. Uh, so... Don't worry about it. Uh, Red, uh, also is an orphan. Uh, and Red, uh, has built his very own home. It took him five years to build. Uh, he built it out on the beach. Uh, beautiful view, but very isolated. Uh, there's also just this recurring thing... In, like, the front half of the film, of where it seems like he may or may not want kids, or feels pressured to do so, I'm not sure. Uh, he, like, he's really good with kids, kids like him, but he doesn't have kids, and he's constantly looking at, like, eggs and maternity wards. Uh, it's something. It's uh, interesting because I feel like a lot of these movies would, like, shoehorn in a little romance subplot that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. But instead, this plot thread just isn't really resolved at any point. Yeah. I wonder if that was something they had planned, but they cut it or edited it out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe there was, like, a a plan for a... Or maybe in what... Oh, no. What if in another movie there's, like, a romance subplot? Maybe. I mean, there there's at least two more, so... Yeah. Uh, guess we'll have to find out next time we watch uh, an Angry Birds film. Uh, so, uh, he's, he's so lonely, nobody care him, uh, and, uh, then we see a boat passing, uh, heading for the island. And then Uh, we don't anymore. It's like a shot, and then it's gone. Yeah, that's it, don't worry about it. Um, so, uh, uh, everyone goes through their mourning, uh. Uh, the, uh, uh, bird regurgitates, uh, their, their children's lunches, uh, and eventually we get to the next class, uh, uh, and Josh Gad, uh, uh, is about to, uh, perform a poem, uh, about a hate crime, as he puts it. Someone destroyed his model, his, his little model his bird. His laughing bird sign. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Red is like, uh-oh. That's, that was me that did that. Oh, no. Um, uh, it has a name. It's named Billy. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, like the puppet from Saul. What an interesting coincidence. Love that. Love that puppet. The hero of the series. Um, uh, but uh, so then this meeting gets interrupted when something big and loud is coming. Uh uh, everyone is rushing to the beach uh, to see what is arriving, and it's a big boat, uh, and it's about to crash right into Red's house. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, like, running over there to try to get them to stop, and eventually uh, it's, it's, it, it, land, it reaches shore just before uh, 
hitting his house. He is, it is saved until it lets down its anchor and crushes the roof. Uh, and we meet the pigs. Uh, there's a bunch, there's like two of them right now. Uh, uh, there's a little one named uh, Ross, and there's a big one named Leonard. Uh, Leonard's the one you have to care about. Uh, yep. He's he's got this sort of like uh, uh, ho- uh, this folksy grifter to- tone to him, uh, and he uh, wants to teach these birds about the world of pigs uh, on Piggy Island. He's giving out gifts. He's he's uh, hugging people, but not the free hugs guy. Uh, and yes. uh, Cruci- crucially, mm-hmm. he gives the birds a very large slingshot. Yes, uh, which he first demonstrates by launching fruit into the crowds, and then when Red is a dick, uh, he launches Red square out of town and back to the boat. Yep. Um, so that leads to Red, who is then followed by Chuck and Bomb. Uh, he is suspicious of all this. He sneaks aboard the boat as do they. They look to see what they can find. There's a lot more pigs hiding below decks. Mm-hmm. And Red ends up going back to the party. He's like, there's way more of them! And nobody gives a shit. They're just like, okay, fine. They're cool. Don't be an asshole. Uh-huh. Um, why did you sneak aboard their boat, man? Uh, this leads into uh, something that I was very excited to get into mm-hmm. when uh, I, I suggested this. The socio-political implications uh, and themes of the Angry Birds movie. Oh, great! Hell yeah! Now, I have uh, I have seen arguments in the past that this is a movie fundamentally built on anti-immigrant sentiment, and that the idea of you know there's there's all these pigs coming in, they're gonna fuck everything up, is built on you know the same foundation as uh, the Great Replacement conspiracy mm-hmm, theory. Mm-hmm. And I can see why people got that read, because I do not think this movie handles its themes very uh, elegantly. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think even a surface-level read of the film, if you are looking at the signifiers present, makes it very clear that, if anything, this is an anti-colonial movie. Yes. uh... The The pigs explicitly portray themselves as bold explorers. They come bearing gifts only to start wreaking havoc on the environment and society that they have arrived at. They are explicitly sent by and led by a king. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is more of a coding thing, but the pigs are much more industrialized. They have machines. They have combustion engines in a way that the yeah. birds do not to the same extent. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I, I was curious what... Uh what reads you could make on this. And, like, like when I watched it, I definitely thought, oh, yeah, this is anti-colonialism. Uh, I could see uh, this perhaps being a bit of an inkblot approach since uh, the birds are ostensibly very American, uh, very Western. That mm-hmm. uh, You could read a certain, like, uh, uh, poorly thought-out invasion monologue, or not monologue, invasion uh, theme into it. Uh I, I think part of what confounds the issue is the symbolism of Mighty Eagle in particular, mm-hmm. because the bald eagle is, at least in the American mind, very distinctly American, and the eagle more generally has been an imperial symbol for quite some time. Yes. But I think it's also important to remember that, like, at the end of the day, eagles just birds. Yeah. 
Like they were they were here before we were, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, with this uh, uh, soon uh, uh, Red is like brushed off by uh his fellow villagers and uh, over the over the course of an ins- unspecified period of time, uh, all these pigs uh move into the village. And are being very obnoxious, but everyone's cool with them. Yeah, they're driving around. They're building large structures. They're just putting a bunch of trampolines around. Um, Leonard does at some point find out that birds lay eggs. And this is where we get, oh, he's going to steal the eggs because yeah. he wants to eat the eggs. Yes, yes. Um, like Smash Mouth. Exactly like Smash Mouth. Uh, Red has not quite cottoned on to what they're planning, but he still does. He's still suspicious. He ropes Chuck and Bomb into another investigation. Um, we get the perfect line, the best line in this movie or any other children's movie ever. Something isn't kosher with these pigs. Yeah, it... Mwah. beautiful. Perfect. You did it. Perfect setup. Perfect execution. In move on. That's like Shrek tier. Uh huh. Yeah. Great one-liner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure Chuck wants to fuck Mighty Eagle. Yeah. Uh, I made a note. We wanted to talk about Mighty Eagle as evidence on the imperialist or anti-imperialist debate. We already touched on that. Um, Red, Chuck, and Bomb basically head off on an expedition to try and find Mighty Eagle at the top of this eagle-shaped mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get this sort of travel montage that I, I... I like this little bit. It's more or less. It's a... Uh, uh, they're, like, going through all these incredibly treacherous, like, landscapes, uh, while, uh, Chuck and Bomb have a very inane and, uh, deliberately obnoxious conversation about what Mighty Eagle's, like, big, like, eagle call must sound like, as, uh, yeah. uh they just make increasingly strange, uh, bird calls, uh, and, uh, gr- uh, put Red in a greater and greater state of fury. I, uh, I, I do also really like this. I think that's a fun way to... I, I like the idea of stringing together this montage with a single conversation that realistically could not be this spread out, but, you know, it's it's funny and fun, if it uh-huh. is. Uh, and it gives a sense of forward movement even through the whole thing. Uh, I, I also do like the gag. This feels like a kind of classic bit but it's well executed here mm-hmm. where they are about to crest the summit of the mountain and you get this beautiful panorama and then they climbed the wrong mountain uh-huh the one they need is over there yeah uh they they eventually get to that mountain the right one and uh they discover uh the lake of wisdom uh it's it's beautiful uh beautiful artistically rendered water and chuck and bomb start splashing and swimming in it and drinking from it as uh i i don't remember this this as classical music plays over their enjoyment and then they hear a massive roar uh and soon we find out that is the roar of mighty eagle and like mario it's time to take a piss. Uh, so here's a here's a fun fact and more evidence for the Angry Birds having penises. Uh, did you know that birds don't have a urinary function? I did not. Yeah. So uh, 
apparently birds get rid of uric acid and any other like assorted pro- uh, waste products. Same same thing as their uh, as their poo. Ah. All comes out at once. Makes sense. And I think that's why it's so liquidy. I don't really know that. I, I'm not like a bird biologist. I just know that one fun fact. Uh huh. Wow. I. They sure do have penises. Uh, so he takes a big piss in the lake and Chuck and Bob are dealing with a lot of regret now and disgust, uh, since, hey, there's piss in that lake now. Uh, uh, but, uh, of course, Mighty Eagle was fully aware that they're here and, uh, uh, has them come up to, uh, his, uh, Hall of Wisdom, which is full of medals and trophies and uh, all sorts of other decorations. He's ve- there's there's an extremely good like split second gag where you see a shelf full of trophies and they are all they're pretty much all either like honorable mentions and runner ups or just default sample trophies from the trophy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like display models and stuff like that. Uh. Uh, Mighty Eagle is an extremely hammy guy who's full of himself and probably not as accomplished as people like to believe. Uh, uh-huh. He starts dancing uh, and we cut over to uh, the pigs who are giving out balloons to all the birds and announcing a big party at like this thing they've constructed. Uh, there's pigs dressed like Daft Punk here. Uh uh-huh. Uh, A bunch of kids set off a motorcycle because the pigs have introduced automobiles to this world, forever corrupting it. Uh, And you know what's funny? Mm -hmm. Now there is no crossing guard. There is no crossing guard. Like, seems seems like now's the time we need one, but uh, I guess she's busy partying. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mighty Eagle performs a song for the Angry Birds. Uh, uh, It is... I believe it is one of the songs that plays in the game. I have I have not played Angry Birds in a very, very, very long time. Uh, I do not intend to play it again anytime soon, but uh, it is... I am pretty sure it's like the music that plays in the menus or after you finish a stage and stuff. Uh, I can see that. I, I know that they use the... Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Uh, and there's a there's a bit where here where he, like is singing this song about himself and then he uh he's like surely you've heard the legends you must have heard heard the song all the time in school which of course they have not uh and then he has them perform the second verse for him uh and they have to make up lyrics on the spot uh it's it's a good bit uh it's a decent bit uh but uh uh, eventually, Red gets fed up with this and uh, is like demanding that he tell th- that he help them with their problems, uh, which he has not even like let them talk about. Uh, uh, Mighty Eagle peeps on an old woman. Yeah, he's horny for old woman pussy. Yeah, a gilf, which frankly I would much very preferable for a man of his age. Uh, That's true. Uh, um. It, it is about now that Red is sick of his shit. Uh, he takes the binoculars away. He looks over the town, finds the pigs are running roughshod over it. Uh, Mighty Eagle is not helping, so Red gives him a 
pretty standard issue kids movie i believed in you type of speech uh-huh. um then he fucks off with bomb and chuck and we see mighty eagle smile and it's like oh he wants red to believe in himself uh he is <laughs> i do appreciate later in the movie he's going to say that explicitly and pretty much everybody involved is going to be like no you fucking didn't uh-huh. you just didn't want to do the work uh-huh uh-huh which i do appreciate i think that's fun mm-hmm. uh uh, there's a big party. Uh, the judge is doing helium with his uh, his guy, uh, and while this is happening, the pigs are taking the eggs while the birds are distracted. Uh, uh, our heroes get back, uh, and explosions start going off as uh, uh, they try to as uh, our heroes desperately try to contain this situation. Uh, Chuck runs for the party. While Red and Bomb go for the ships. Uh, and uh, eventually uh, the eggs are all being carted away in a big net uh, on a crane. And uh, this could this could all be stopped if uh, Bomb could just explode the chain using his explosive powers. But he can't do it deliberately. He, can't, he just can't. And the pigs... Set sail with the eggs. Uh-huh. Uh, the village is completely destroyed. Uh, the birds mourn the loss of their uh, children. Uh, and uh, they, they like, apologize to Red. They should have listened to him. Uh, they, they Chuck have... tries to get some action so they can repopulate the species. Yeah, Chuck wants to fuck. Uh, and uh, uh, Red is like, no. We're we're going we're going to that island. We're getting our kids back. Uh, this bird this bird is angry, uh, and he's making all the other birds angry too. Yeah, we need some angry bird angry flocking birds, as they say in the film. Uh, and so they make a raft out of explosive crates, uh, and uh, set off for Piggy Island. Uh. We find out that uh, Leonard is, in fact, the king of the pigs, King Mudbeard, uh, and he will uh, start a feast in two nights. Uh, uh, And the birds must solve their problem. When they get to the island, they must solve their problem by doing the thing from the video game. Yeah, like, obviously the movie has been setting up for the part where they have the slingshot and they're going to get in the slingshot to fly at the pig settlement to uh, murder them and destroy the buildings in which they live. Yes. Um, but an interesting little wrinkle to the plot is that in Mudbeard's speech, he's talking about, like, how I guess they've been searching for eggs for generations. Uh-huh. It's like, man, just, just like, eat something else. Mm-hmm. They can't like listen. I like eggs. They're not that good. Uh huh. They're um. Uh, but uh, they're they're so desperate for eggs. They've and uh, now uh, the birds do the Angry Birds thing. Uh, we yeah. find out a bunch of them can do powers when sh- shot of out of a slingshot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the pigs send out their air force. Uh, and, uh, eventually, uh, we, eventually Red is able to get into, uh, the palace proper. 
Yeah, uh, and Chuck and Bomb follow, mm-hmm. and there is a non sequitur reference to The Shining at one point. Yeah, yeah. It comes and goes, uh, and then, long story short, Red, Chuck, and Bomb get to the egg storage room, which has cunningly been painted with the words, no eggs here, mm-hmm. um, just in time to see that the eggs are already being lifted over to a big cauldron for boiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red manages to reach and grab onto the net, uh, but Chuck and Bomb end up locked out of the big banquet hall. Uh, Red ends up defenestrating a man. Um, yeah. In the process, he is able to make the eggs go away from the cauldron. He is about to fall to his death himself, but Mighty Eagle arrives in the nick of time to rescue him. Yay. Uh, and then most of the rest of this is, you know, big action sequence. Chuck and Bomb get into the banquet hall. Mighty Eagle grabs the egg net and flies off. Uh, at one point, the pigs form a big chain. Um, Red is, like, the one they're clinging on to, and one of the eggs falls out of the net and back in the castle. So he's like, go on without me! And he lets go, and he goes to get the other egg. And uh, there's more war sequence stuff outside. Yeah. Bomb finally manages to explode on command in order to destroy some enemy infrastructure. Uh, Matilda loves to fart explosions from her butt. That's true. Uh, and Terrence, at some point, after breaking the slingshot because he's too big, um, he has managed to hijack an armored personnel carrier, and he is using that to escort troops back out of the city. Yay! Um, and then we get the climactic confrontation between Red and Mudbeard. Um, the big cauldron they've basically broken through several layers of floor at this point with the banquet hall above the cauldron that was going to be used for the eggs is tipping over all the water is already spilled out at this point um so red enacts a cunning plan he suppresses his anger to instead like casually chat with mudbeard keep him off guard uh then eventually he lunges in he grabs the egg he lights all the dynamite in the room on fire because they're in like a dynamite stockpile and then he uses the falling cauldron as a shelter from the explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the entire pig metropole is annihilated in a burst of terrible flames. Yeah. Uh, ob- obviously, um, you know, I, do- I don't want to sit here and claim that the oppressed should never take revenge on the oppressor. But that being said, I do think one must account for the fact that even the oppressing class are still people. It's probably not good to blow up their entire only city. Yeah. Uh, th- like fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's just gone. Those pigs will not survive the winter. Uh, but uh, our birds, however, will as they are able to return they they work on rebuilding the village. Uh, all of the hatched babies sing a song for Red, uh, which, as I mentioned before, is uh, the song that plays when you finish a stage in Angry Birds. Uh, they uh, Red, the other birds also rebuilt his house, but it's inside the village this time. He can be near his friends. Yay! Uh, yay! They're they're all friends. Everybody loves everybody love him. Zoom out from Island, uh, obligatory dance party ending because it is a children's movie made after the year 2001. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the end of the movie. Uh, any final thoughts? Still really weird to me that Rovio has its own, or 
animation subsidiary or whatever yeah, they, is going on there. It's so big. Uh, it there's so much shit here. I it's <laughs> there. I I I do find myself wondering if there is just maybe, just maybe a dedicated like Angry Birds wiki community or something just documenting all this shit. I, I guarantee. You- I'm going to look up Angry Birds Wiki right now, and there's going to be an Angry Birds fandom wiki, and uh, I believe it will tell me... Uh, we currently have over... We currently have 6,238 articles, 57,881 files, 2,954 videos, and 110 active users. Angry Birds Wiki is a non-profit international site that is not affiliated with Rovio or any associated companies. About Angry Birds... First released on December 11th, 2009, Angry Birds is a puzzle video game developed by Finnish computer game developer Rovio Entertainment that began the Angry Birds franchise. The gameplay involves slinging birds into pig structures in order to defeat them and retrieve their stolen eggs. Inspired primarily by a sketch of stylized wingless birds, as well as the pre-existing game Crush the Castle that was available for free on various Flash game sites and nobody ever seems to acknowledge except me, uh, the game was first released for iOS and MIMO, which I guess is some Finnish fucking phone that I've never heard of. Uh-huh. Since that time, over 12 million of copies of the game have been purchased from the iOS App Store, which has prompted the company to design versions for other touchscreen-based smartphones, most notably those using the Android, Symbian, Windows Phone, and BlackBerry 10 operating systems. The series has since expanded to include titles for dedicated video game consoles and for PCs. That's great. Uh, hey, do you want to know a fun fact about Rovio Entertainment, by the way? Yeah. Sega's buying them this year. Yeah, I, I heard about that uh, like a couple weeks ago, and I, I I was reminded of this when I looked up this Angry Birds wiki. Great stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, do, you, do you think they're going to put an Angry Bird in the next Sega and Sonic All-Stars Racing? Uh, I... I I just want them to make another one. Frankly, I, I'm. It would be. I, I've seen the rosters of those games, and ang- Red the Angry Bird would not feel out of place. There's some weird fucking choices, and I love they it got, for that. They got fucking Rio Hazuki going around in his forklift. Yeah, you know? Rio Hazuki in his forklift. You got uh, uh, BD Joe. You've got. Uh, uh, I, I'm just. I am. I'm always in. Oh, right. Real life race car driver Danica Patrick, uh, who was like, who was like, uh, Sega spon- who Sega sponsored. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm looking at this wiki and there's this great little piece of art here, uh, called Angry Verse. Uh, it is. Oh my god. Uh, just the. There is a term for. All of this shit that exists called the Angryverse. And there's this great image of just, like, Red and all the different incarnations of Red uh, on little planets. Uh, It's great to look at. Uh, That's neither here nor there. Uh, But, yeah. uh, As for how I would rate this movie, I'm giving it 5 out of 5 adaptation because... They sure do the things from the video game. Uh, and three out of five for movie. Uh, the writing is mediocre. The animators did a real... The animation team did a good job. Uh, I would probably be fine watching this in, like, I don't know, a scenario where I've been uh, forced to sit with, like, uh, some... Uh, 
I don't know, some child relatives or something, some cousins or something. Yeah, put, uh, put on the Angry Birds movie, Uncle Dan. <laughs> yeah, they're going to make me watch it like five times. And eventually I will have to lower it to a two or a one. Uh, yes, yeah, so as it slo- as you slowly begin to loathe it from overexposure. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the first couple times it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um... I think that's exactly where I am with it as well. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. fine movie, some decent jokes in it, not, like, blowing anyone's mind anytime soon. Uh-huh. I did not hate sitting through it. Yeah. It, w- it was not a chore <laughs> the way that, say, Street Fighter was. Uh-huh, absolutely. I, I did not. I did not have. I was not subjected to a bird voiced by Jean Claude Van Damme, where every time it came on screen, mm. I was like, "Oh God, I need to go take a yeah. break. I need to have another edible yeah. to survive this." Yeah, just just going to just going to really brown yourself out for this one. Uh, so uh, we've got questions. If you want to send in a question, you can. Uh, Send it in either on our Twitter at VGTMTP, uh, maybe our co-host, VGTMTP as well, or our Discord, which there should be a link to in in both of those pages. Uh, We've got uh, some questions from Twitter. Uh, I'll go over this one pretty quickly. Uh, Mike Loves Rabbit, uh, at Mike Loves Rabbit, asks, So this movie is absolutely fucked politically speaking, right? Uh, we talked about this. Uh, I think it might be a bit of an inkblot situation where someone could either read it very poorly or very, or very uh, generously depending on how much they like or dislike Angry Birds and how much they like or dislike, uh, I don't know, colonialism or uh, the Great Replacement Theory or whatever. Yeah, my, my personal read is that it... This movie has anti-colonialist trappings, but does not deploy them with a particularly pointed or complex mm-hmm. uh, narrative. Yeah, because it is a mo- it is primarily a, a joke movie for children. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do, I don't think it is politically rancid for the most part. I think it is just that sort of broad handling of these subjects mm-hmm. ends up feeling a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So, uh, let's see. Next question from Aurora Borealis at Casey Cosmos. What special power do you have to destroy swines? Uh, I, so I've got like, uh, hmm, I've got like a grappling hook and I could just like go directly to the pig, but I, I, I do less like, uh, uh, surrounding damage as a result. Uh, uh, I like to think that I would uh, emit flames upon impact, which would burn up certain materials like wood, mm-hmm. but uh, wouldn't be very effective against other materials like stone. Right, right. Uh, M. Healy, M. of Healy, asks, Why hasn't another mobile game taken off like Angry Birds did back in the day? And it did get me thinking, so... I, I don't think that's necessarily 100% true, like... I don't follow mobile games, but, you know, they're successful, they're popular. Uh, I do think that uh, Angry Birds had, like, a special place by, like, be- getting in really early. Uh, like, like this is, like, like you read on the wiki, 2009, like, that's right around when, like, smartphones are starting to become, like, an everyday thing and not just, like, 
you know, something that, like, particular, like, businessmen have. Uh, uh, the... I also think that another factor is, like, hmm... Uh, you know, big money, brand recognition. Like, the only mobile game I can really think of that got, like, big to the point where, like, I'm just seeing it constantly, both on and offline, is, like, Pokemon Go. Which, I think, like, that's based on an earlier game that is, had existed for a couple years and did have, like, a little... Had a pretty successful following. Uh, and uh, I think brand recognition is a powerful tool. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, do you have any thoughts on it? No, pretty much what you said. It's, mm-hmm. it's a video game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it did, it did rip off Crush the Castle. It did and rip off Crush younger, the Castle. When I was younger, I was very mad. I was like, why is nobody talking about this? And now I'm like, well, it's because a lot of people have not played the specific flash games that you have maxi mm-hmm. believe it or not not everyone uh has sunny or mardek rpg or uh <laughs> dad and me as their cultural touchstones uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, um it unrelated listen to flash in the pan that's a great podcast they talk about flash stuff on there uh symbolic godzilla at symbolic gojira Asks a couple questions. Why are they so angry? Uh, they're getting caught. I mean, they, they, their eggs did get take. They did take the took. eggs, yeah. Um, the, the the bird dad did sort of symbolically get cucked. Uh-huh. Even if his wife wasn't happy about it either. Uh-huh. Like, that, that, that kid is uh, gonna have a weird upbringing. Yeah, that kid's gonna... That kid's gonna feel weird forever. Uh... Would therapy help them with anger? We learned this in the movie, which is not really. Uh, but, but they have to, you know. They can make friends through it. I, yeah, you know, the fr- friendship is often. Uh, I'm gonna say disclaimer here. This is not real mental health advice. Uh huh. Personally, I have found friendship uh, a lot more helpful for my mental health than actual therapy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and one last question, I guess two questions, but it's, it's a follow-up. If they had learned therapy through better help and then learned of the massive privacy breaches committed by that company, would they be angry? What would their response be? Would it involve property destru- destruction? I'm glad you asked because the answer is yes. Uh, they would launch themselves at slingshots at, uh, uh, some, some, uh, corporate, uh, some corporate buildings and then realize they destroyed the wrong corporate buildings and have to try again later. Uh, mm. uh, let's see. That's it for, uh, Twitter questions. Uh, our Discord questions. Uh, Kitty Cat Herder follows in on the previous, uh, questions, which is, uh, are these birds really all that angry, or are they just sort of jerks sometimes? Uh, as well as, which one of these birds would most likely be a corporate bootlicker, and why is it the red bird? Something about how he looks in the poster just says to me, if you ever say anything anti-capitalist around me, I'm going to accurate, 
argue that actually capitalism is the best economic system in the world, even though he hates his life and his shitty dead-end job. Uh, I, honestly, I, actually, I, think, I actually think Red is a comrade. Red is... I think Red is just like one of those guys who thinks that... Uh, I'm, I think he's the guy who thinks that it's the, it's the current system we live in, so it's the only one that works. Uh, Josh Gad would be... Or Chuck would be a boat licker. Uh, even if he does no, 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 no. You're no. right. Chuck, Chuck, he, Chuck, Chuck shits on a cop. That's right. Chuck that's is right. Chuck is an anarchist insurrectionist. That's fair. That's true. How could I forget? I I think personally, I think it would be uh, either God. What was it? I think it would be either Matilda because she has a relatively comfy position running these angry management clinics. Uh, she has found her place in society and is happy with it. Uh, or bomb just because he seems like kind of a pushover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably assumes it's fine. Uh, uh, Space robot asks, uh, "That's Emery. Uh, you know those mobile game ads that make you mad on purpose because there's there's a dead simple puzzle and the player still fucks it up. How would you make a movie out of one of those? Psycho- so, so there's there's a trick here." Mm-hmm. Because those puzzles are almost never in the game. Yeah. And if they are, it is a very small portion of the game. So what you need to do is you make a trailer about uh, a hero who's going through these castles and trying to, like, get their riches and save princesses and keeps fucking up and get his a- getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you make a movie that has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. I, 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 I'm so excited to watch this movie. I'm, I'm going to watch that that hero save that princess for sure. Uh, he'll he'll get it one day. He'll get it one day. What one day he'll realize that if he pulls the pin with the gold on it, it will fall into the lava. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I you could also if you wanted to do that, you could also do like I don't know a genre shift, a a horror movie, a uh, uh some sort of movie for freaks uh and uh symbolic godzilla less of a question more of a statement but i'll read it out anyways burb period burb burb period burb 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 comma burb burb period burb plus burb equals bird uh times bird question mark you're so you're so right my god you're so right yeah yeah a real food for thought Uh uh-huh uh, I I'm tentatively saying next movie could be the Mario movie, but I'd probably want to go with a backup in case we don't find it available for streaming or rental or whatever or pirating. I I would actually I would actually say I don't want to do the Mario movie next month uh-huh. because I feel like it'll be too similar to this one. Yeah, you're you know, right. It'll be like yeah, that was. A fine children's movie, not spectacular, mm-hmm. but there are some decent jokes in it. Yeah, I want something that's either like shockingly good or absolute garbage. Mm, shockingly good or absolute garbage, or just totally different. We or could finally totally... do one of the uh, we we could do one of the to- the Tomb Raider ones. Those are probably a pretty big change of pace. Yeah, you know what? I I I, I I'm thinking Tomb Raider. Let's go for some. All right, let's go for some live action early two thousands bullshit. Uh, Tomb Raider it is. Uh, we could save Mario for, I don't know, like, four, a couple more months down the line. Uh, alright. 
that uh, I think that's everything. So uh, let's uh, take it to plugs. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. Uh, all of those places are at biggerchallenge.card.co. Uh, uh, that includes my podcasts uh, like Pot of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, where about our next recording is going to be on the sort of uh, end of the first major arc of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Uh, I don't say season because the seasons are structured a little weird. Uh, you can list... Oh, we're also going to have, like, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Joe, on uh, uh, to talk about it. That'll be fun. Uh, you can listen to the Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast that I have put on hold, but have, but I am getting around to editing some stuff that's been sitting in our backlog for a while. I'm, I'm real excited about that. Uh, expect something soon. Uh, there's my Twitter, my Tumblr. My co-host, at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, Shout out to the, uh, to the uh, cavalcade of uh, holidays all occurring around the same time this month, including Ramadan, uh, Passover, Weed Day, uh, Richard Nixon Death Day, uh, and uh, uh, Margaret Thatcher Death Day. Oh, and Easter. And Easter. Happy Easter, Xbox. One of these days... We're gonna get Henry. We're gonna get him. He's 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 almost a hundred fucking years old. He's gotta kick the bucket. I'm, it's going to be an it's going to be an occasion to be remembered. Uh, incidentally, I was like uh, organizing this earlier today and like scheduling some more stuff up. Uh, uh, next year is going to be the twentieth annual Ronald Reagan Death Day. Uh. So get look forward to uh, uh, June of 2024, uh, and it's Pride Month too. It's Pride Month then, so make it count. Uh, so, uh, oh, and of course my fur affinity. Uh, you can see stuff that I've commissioned. Uh, some of it's sexy. If you're Ooh, uh, exciting and exciting, um, that's it for me. Uh, uh, Maxi, where can we find you? You can find me on Tumblr at maxnightly.tumblr.com. I'm also on co-host, but I don't post there as often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not on Twitter anymore because have you fucking seen that place? It's awful. It's so amazing. I'm oh, so God. glad I it's... put it off my phone. Sometimes I... I will open Twitter and scroll out of habit and then realize I'm looking at Twitter. I should stop. And I close I... it. I occasionally look on Twitter for very specific things, uh, and occasionally while doing that, I will see somebody like, "Oh yeah, everybody wants, to, everybody talks about leaving Twitter, but nobody actually does it." And I'm like, "I've not, I've not posted anything uh, on this website in months because it fucking sucks, and the guy running it is an idiot." Yeah, he... I'm sure the people listen. The people running Tumblr are idiots too, but at least they're not like they're f- fucking with my posts. Yeah, they are actually funny instead of the. Uh... Sort of pathetic fu- comedy well, of Elon Musk. Some of them are. Some yeah. of them are actually funny. That's true. Uh, uh, also, Tumblr, it just, you know, I can write as much text as I fucking want mm-hmm, and don't have some mm-hmm. stupid 280 character limit uh-huh. that makes me create a 10 post thread. Yeah. It's great. It's fucking inane. I, I hate that website. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on Tumblr. I'm on co host. 
and I am on the podcast Eidolon Ska. Eidolon Playtest is an actual play podcast heavily inspired by the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona series. Currently, we're doing Eidolon Disco and Eidolon Ska, both of which are period pieces set in the 70s and 90s, respectively, about mystery-solving teens. Uh, They are doing great. Everybody's mentally healthy. Everybody's handling their powers and the powers of their enemies really well. Uh, Nothing is wrong. Everything is great. And Mm. it's going to continue to be great forever. So if, if you if you're really into uh, narratives with no conflict or um, stakes or death or uh, just general people being people having banter and uh, fucking around with questionable results, uh, do listen to that. Yeah, you'll have a great time. Uh, because that's what it is. Yeah, I I also I want to shout out my friend Morg who uh, has who recently started an Eidolon campaign that I'm in. It's fun. I I get to Morg is cool as hell. Yeah, uh, I get to play as a cat uh, who was feral but was adopted, and uh, it's I, I just love that Eidolon lets you play as a fucking animal. Uh, also, the, the tarot card drawing system is really fucking cool. I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're on Noise Space. That's uh, noisespace.xyz. Home to a lot of great podcasts. Uh, uh, shout out to Sounds About Light, uh, Kingdom Hearts podcast. Uh, they recently uh, started delving into a Kingdom Hearts fan wiki where... Uh, presumably kids and teens make up their dream games. Uh, you can listen to Kamurocho Radio, which recently updated. Uh, they're going through Yakuza 4. Uh, uh, they're about to start on, like, the, uh, back half of the, uh, game. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Zero to Zero, incredibly funny podcast. Uh, going through, uh... Uh, all of the Blade and Fantastic Four films. Uh, and, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna throw this in for funsies. Uh, it's the month of Playpril on Buta Vista. I, I'm not on that podcast. I've never been on that podcast. It's a good podcast. They want us, they want fans like me to shout it out, so I'm shouting it out. Go listen to Buta Vista. It's great. Uh, uh, and, uh, Yeah, I think that's everything. So, until next time, I'm Dan. I'm Maxie. And this ain't no game. (laughs) 